Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy. And today I'm joined by one of my best friends, Ella Randazzo. Hey, Ella. Hey, Emmy. How are you <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's so fun. I'm, I'm actually really excited to do this podcast, but we're both a little bit like, like nervous to like laugh at each other because I've never done a podcast with a friend before. So I'll do a little bit of an intro to Ella. So Ella is... I know that you're going to hate me for calling you an athlete, but yeah. Ella's a 400. <laughs> She's yeah. a very humble 400 meter runner. As an athlete and as a person, she's one of the most hardworking, disciplined, and determined people that I know. And oh, yeah, she's also doesn't like to give herself credit. So just take the credit. <laughs> um, so today, Ella and I are just going to talk about all things athletics and life and setbacks because Ella has had some of the most intense setbacks in dealing with injury. And I think you've showed how resilient you resilient you are as a person through all of it. So Ella's gone through a shitstorm of a shitstorm. This is my notes. As I saw. Ella has gone through a shitstorm of setbacks from her health and injuries. And although it keeps hitting her hard, both mentally and physically, she has just shown how incredible and resilient she is of a person. And she's also, I should add, one of the most kind and loving people I know too. So Ella. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, I just can't. I'm not good no, with compliments. No, I know. Even, I know. That's what I mean. Even, even in like not in life, person. Even in person. You'll be like, good race. That was a PB. And you'll be like, probably not. And you'll be like, well, it was. You'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, normally I'm just like, thanks, but no, but. Yeah, you're like, someone would be like, oh, you're you're a great coach. Thank you so much. You'd be like, oh, thanks, but no. Like, any, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm working on it. It's okay. Okay, this can be your practice. Okay. okay, so do you want to give us a little bit of an intro to who you are? So I'm 19 years old. My name is Ella. I do athletics. I'm a 400-meter sprinter. Um, I train with Emmy, and that's how we got to know each other and become such good friends, unfortunately for her. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like I am at uni. I'm studying a Bachelor of Commerce and Advanced Studies at Sydney. Mm, and, yeah, that's about it. Okay, before we get into the, the start, I was going to ask you two more questions, just a bit yeah. about yourself. So the first one is, what's your most memorable race or achievement? Okay, um, well, yeah, so that's a very easy question. Like, that was definitely when I won nationals in 2018 um, in the 400 metres. I, like, that race just has meant everything to me, like, at the time, and it still means as much now, like, nearly four years later because a that was like one of the last times I've been competitive like I haven't really been racing properly since then um and yeah just best day ever like what else are you gonna meant to say with that like yeah that was one of my favorite events too to I was just in the stands but I'm so glad I was there that was like how emotional like I actually oh oh I like I wrote everything down in my diary that night afterwards. So I like made sure I remember like every How single thing felt. that happened that yeah. day. And like whenever I'm sad or whenever I'm happy, I'll just like go and read it. And it just brings back so, so much raw emotion. Like I can just exactly picture what I was thinking when I crossed the line, like what I was thinking with 200 metres to go, like what I was thinking when I was warming up. And it's just, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So good. And I hadn't seen you in ages as well because I you know. were with a different... Stage. So like seeing you then as well was like a really good part of it. 
I know that was like, oh, I actually have a question that I just thought of with that mm-hmm. race. You know how like with certain races, you remember what you were thinking at different parts of that race. And yeah. sometimes you remember like when you're hurting, like I'm assuming you didn't, do you remember like feeling lactic pain at all in that race? Or were you just like, so oh, yeah, like out of body experience almost, or do you remember the pain? Um, oh, absolutely. I remember the pain. Like I was terrified with 50 meters to go that I wasn't going to <laughs> my feet. Like I literally fell just after the line. Um, no, I can remember exactly what I was thinking like the whole way around. Like I can remember before the race, like I just done a PB in the 200 a few days before and just and I was like, okay, Ella, we know you're running pretty fast at the moment. I really want you to push out hard in the first 200, like harder than what you normally would. And I was just like, okay, I don't think I <laughs> I can hang on, but if you're telling me that's what I need to do and you think I can do it, then okay, I'll just do it. And I remember being so scared after the first 200 because I'd gone hard and I was like, okay, I'm actually going to die. And I did, but it was fine because I got there. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, oh, my gosh, that makes me so happy just thinking back on that. Okay, let's go back to the start. So how did you get into athletics? Um. Yeah, so I've been doing little A's since I was – nine years old um but I just kind of done up like a bit of fun on a Saturday I never really um like took it that seriously like growing up my main sport was probably netball and surf lifesaving like on the beach um and then I made states um little lays in the 13s for the first time that's so weird like like I only made state for the first time when I was 13 like that's, that's kind of that's really good though. Cause remember when you're little, how competitive it, it is like state, especially from our region. Like if you make re- state from our region, you're basically going to medal at state almost depends um, on the. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just, I feel like when I was young, well, I was just like a, a small kid. Like I was just, yeah. It was, it was a lot yeah. shorter than everyone else. And I was just like looked less powerful and stuff. Um, But yeah. And then I didn't start training properly until yeah, that's right. I signed up for senior club and I was like, uh, I'll just go and do state on the weekend. Like I wasn't training for it at that stage and I came third and then I was like, okay, maybe I should like go training. Um, and yeah, like I knew Haley, our like other close friend from training, um, was training with Jacinta and obviously I didn't know you and me at that stage, but I was like, oh, okay, I'll like go start and see what happens and yeah just fell in love with it like just in a like the environment just in as created was just so good and obviously I found like my best friends there and yeah I love that I was actually thinking that like because both of us started because we just got good at athletics and then made state and nationals then started training and then we met like kind of became part of the squad and I was thinking like without the squad it wouldn't be the same even though I started because I loved it for running I just couldn't imagine not having like the team part of it now. Yeah. Like even when I first started with Jacinta, like athletics wasn't my main sport. Like it only kind of became my main sport. Like after like, not main sport, but like main passion, I guess. After a year or so, like when I really like was introduced to what training was like and what it was like to be fast and be fit and to be able to get around the track, like, you know, in a somewhat decent time. And that's, (laughs) like I humble you (laughs) instead of saying I got good you were like I got somewhat decent (laughs) (laughs) no like I just mean that like I 
I didn't start athletics already in love with it. Like being with Jacinta and being with you guys and all that, that's what made me fall in love with it kind of. I love that. That's like, I, yeah, I completely like, even though I, I kind of started being in love with it, even though I hadn't had the squad yet, I fully understand what you mean. Cause now I'm like, Oh, this is it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I know we kind of, actually, we haven't really talked on this, but what do you love about your sport? Oh, it's gotta be the training. Like I haven't competed properly in so many years and yet I still love it. So based on that, like I'd have to say the training and like being with like my best friends and being at the track and, you know, that adrenaline you feel after a really hard lactic session and leaving the track knowing that you're like a better athlete than when you got there. I think that's what I love most about it. Um, But at the same time, like putting on like the Sutherland and New South Wales uniform and like getting on the starting blocks like at nationals or whatever, that's a pretty cool feeling as well. I don't know. Just all of it is pretty good. (laughs) All of it's very good. I love um, now that you say that, I didn't think of that, but like even though it's so painful doing hard sessions, the kind of like euphoria you feel after, yeah, like the adrenaline is so, is so good. It's yeah. so rewarding. Like I just, I feel like you kind of, it's almost addictive. Like that feeling of it being, actually like, is like exercise can, yeah, exercise yeah. addiction is a thing. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> um, but another one of the, my favorite parts is like the travel to like comps and stuff. Like when we went to stall, like that was that was amazing. That was one of like the best weeks of our lives. That literally um, is in my top five best weeks of my life. Like literally, still. that was so good. And oh, I haven't really traveled that much for track, but like even just going to like nationals and just home bush, like just going somewhere and yeah. working towards your goals and accomplishing goals and just doing it all with your best friends. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's what I want to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. What do you love about your event? So why do you choose to specialize in 400? Um, see, the 400's like, it's a love-hate relationship, as I think all 400 meter people would say. Sometimes I think if I had more short speed, I would do 100 and 200s. But like, even then, they're just not as rewarding as what a 400 is. Like, I just can't, I think it's the best event to watch. Like, it's the most entertaining I think it requires the most, like, I think the training is the most brutal. Some people will argue that 800-meter training is harder, which I'm not denying. Like, 800-meter training, like, is something else. When we watch what some of the 800 runners in our squad do, like the yeah. four, 10 400s, I'm like, what? Yeah, like, earth? that's, like, it's hard. But I don't know. I just love the combination of speed and fitness for the 400. Like, I love the feeling of being fast and being able to come off a bend and like, you know, feel your hips rise and really get into your stride. Like I love that feeling and you need that for the 400 and you also need to be able to be super fit and like being fit is fun. Like, you know, I think the 400 is just a really good combination of all of it. So, yeah. That's a really good answer. I actually really like that because, do you know, I used to always think, oh, I wish I had more speed because how easy do the like sprinter sessions look sometimes? Exactly. Like they, they look so easy, but at the same time, they're just not going to be as rewarding. And if you're a sprinter, like our favorite sessions, or I'm not sure about you, but like I love <laughs> ten twos and like the one, 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 like if you're a sprinter, you don't really get that kind of work and yeah. that conditioning and that's fun. So I wouldn't want to sacrifice that. 
no I agree I love those sessions but that's so true like I used to think like oh I wish I was that fast but at the same time I'd rather die tonight at training and feel so good for it yeah like don't get like don't get me wrong the sprinters work hard they do oh yeah no definitely it's just a different level like the 400 is just something else yeah so what point did you realize that your sport was more than like an after-school sport to you it was something that you were kind of I guess identify with and Um, become part of your life yeah um I would say that like winning nationals is what kind of made me like be like this is what I want to do with my life and like how I felt after that race like just been chasing that feeling since um like and before then I was always just like I love athletics and I love training but I never really could see it like going anywhere I guess I don't know but after that I was like you know what like I'd I obviously didn't expect to win nationals. I didn't, I was hoping for like top five and I would have been stoked with that. But so I was just like, okay, maybe if I just work hard, then I can do something with this. And yeah. You are definitely the dark horse, like came out of nowhere to just win. Yeah. I love that. That's Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Like, even like, the Sinner says it as well. Like yeah. I was, I was like not medal contention. Like my goal was top five, like the year before I come seventh. Yeah. I don't know. The progression we all want in life, seventh to first at nationals. <laughs> I remember watching your race and I was like, holy shit, she's going to fucking medal. Like I was like yeah. so shocked. And then when you like came around and you were winning, I was like, she's not even getting medal. She's going to win. Like, yeah, I, like I love the video because I think you video it and you can hear. Yeah, no, and I was. Like, holy fuck. Holy yeah. Fuck. Oh my God, she's going to win. It's like. That was literally like all my emotions. I was like, oh my God. Like, cause at first I was like, oh wow, she's doing really well. Like, wow. And then I was like, wow, she's going to actually medal. And then when you were going to win, I was like, I was just like shocked. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, exact same from me. Like I was just like, what is going on? But oh. yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into some of your, like some memories and like faves, just mm-hmm. like reflecting. So I know we've already talked about nationals, but besides from nationals, what are some of your favorite memories? Like what's your favorite memory in your sport? And it could be just like any memorable moment, like an event yeah. or a session or anything. Yeah. Um, God, there's literally so many. Um, like I mentioned store before, like that was obviously fantastic. Um, oh, actually, you know, what am I, I don't even know if you remember this. <laughs> it was one of your first sessions coming back to Jacinta and it was one of your first sessions um that we had done together since like you've kind of been like unwell and it was 20, around the track 20 minutes of one I think it was like you would run run 150 walk 50 and just do that for 20 minutes continuous and like I just remember at the end of that like we were both just like so like having so much fun like we were both running well and like it was just the first time we'd been back training together in a really long time and we just like finished it we'd done such a solid session we just like gave each other a hug after like that was that was a really good time I actually um, do remember that because that was yeah. dark that night like I swear yeah. it was one of the yeah I remember it was one of the first times we were like running together again and I was like yeah. yes <laughs> um other really good times was, would be like after um like my endocrinologist told me I could start 400 meter training again and like my first few sessions back after that like obviously I was very unfit and out of shape but like just being able to do that stuff again like was very exciting um putting spikes on again for the first time after like many months is always a great feeling um oh actually one of my favorite sessions ever was the 
it was the last speed endurance session I did before I stuffed up my ankle in 2018. Um, and I can remember it was like a 300 back up with a 60. And I remember just in a saying after like, Ella, that was like pretty good time. And I just remember being so happy and. Yeah, was that at Sutherland? Yeah. I remember watching was, you do that. Yeah. And I, yeah, so that was the off season after I'd won national. So I was, that was like, that was the best shape of I'd, I've ever been in in my life. And I was just like so excited for the season to come around and see what I could run. And yeah, that was, yeah, I love that session actually. Hmm. So the next question is, do you have a favorite training session? Oof. Uh, I definitely have sessions I prefer than others. <laughs> like I think my favorite session is like tempo or like conditioning. Um, even though that's like my, like as an athlete, that's my weakness. Like I'm not a very fit athlete. Like I, like I'm not unfit. I, but I fully disagree with that. That is not your, you don't even have a weakness. You have the fitness and the speed. Like I feel like you've um, got both. Oh, I mean. Do you remember that point where you got so fit that you couldn't do tempo because you had to run <laughs> it fast and then it became yes, endurance? I remember yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely fit. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I'm not calling myself like unfit. I just mean that like Ivy, like young Ivy, like she's a fit 400 meter runner. I'm not like a fit 400 meter runner. I'm like a faster one. I think I don't even know, to be honest. Um, but I like, I love 10, 200s. I don't know why I love it. One, the one, one, one session going around the track circular, like amazing. I love that so much. Um, anything at Oatly Hill, I love. Um, oh yes. Oatly. Like speed. I also love to work on speed is speed can be frustrating like you have to be patient with that um but like blocks and stuff that's all super fun too I don't know I love it all anything running anything on the bike ew oh yuck like anything at the track like I always love it's always fun do you have um or what was your hardest training session or do you have any memories of like a killer session that haunt you still um yes of course (laughs) (laughs) um like I was saying just before that 300 back up with a 60 that session was brutal so that was like a 300 meter time trial and then like a 60 second break and then a 60 meter you know with whatever you have left and then I think it was four sets of that um so that was very tough um one of the hardest sessions I always find is diminishing 200s like Oh, diminishing anything. Yeah, six twos with like six, five, four, three, two. That just puts you into another dimension. Like that will just send you to like the fiery pits of hell. That is disgusting, but just to explain that session because in case it didn't make sense, like it's six, is it six minutes after the first 200? Yeah. And then five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then four minutes after the, and then three minutes and then two minutes. So like the rest between reduces by a minute each time yeah. and like just trying to like keep the times for each one consistent yeah, and you did that, that. <laughs> no but you did that session I swear like when you before your fracture this year you did that session in like 26s I swear didn't that happen or like um maybe you started at 26 for one of them and then I definitely would not have been able to hold all six reps in the 26s I would have maybe it was 28 I don't know why I have 26 or 28 in my head it would have probably been like around 27 28 yeah um impressive for a diminishing two session oh I mean thank you but no (laughs) 
Um, there you go again. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I am going to break that habit one day. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was like running somewhat okay, but I don't think like I ever really got to where I could have been like the last season that went through before I fractured yeah. my tibia. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> it will. Um, when you were talking about the 300, back it up with a 60 session. Do you know mm-hmm. what scares me? Just any rep over the distance 200, for some reason, it scares me. Like even 220, not too far. Like it scares me. Like I'll do it at training, but when I see it on the whiteboard, I like feel sick. <laughs> so weird with distances, distances like that. Like some distances I'm fine with, but like, so 300, I love 300s. I don't know why. I just, I love them, but I hate 250s. Like oh, I, don't, I don't like I those, don't like, like even a 220, like I will choose a 300 over a 220, like any day, like just, I don't, I don't even know. Or like a, a 450, like a 350, anything like that is, maybe it's just the 50. No, I, I agree. I feel like when it's odd, it just, it makes it mentally harder because you can't picture it as like, yeah. okay, 100 and then you've only got 200 to go. It's kind of like, then you've got 250 to go. Like what? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Like even All with right. the 150, I'd rather do a 180 or a 120 than a 150. I don't know. Yeah. No, hmm. I fully get what you mean. It's just awkward distances. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the next kind of set of questions is dealing with setbacks and injuries. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, I know that this might be a lot, a big question to unpack, <laughs> but what kind of setbacks or injuries have you experienced? Okay, I'll try and say this in as little words as possible. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, so 2018, like I won nationals. The next six months were fantastic and I was running, like I had such a solid off-season and was running the best I ever had been running. And then I stuffed up my ankle playing netball. Um, Bloody netball. Like just <laughs> yeah, and then, then after that, Justin was like, no more netball, and I was like, fair enough. Um and I kept running on it when I shouldn't have, but I was young and stupid at the time. I should have just like rested, but you know, me being me didn't. Um, so yeah, that put me out for quite a while, like just the ligament damage. And then I wasn't able to do anything fast. Like I was just doing all conditioning stuff and I was working really, really hard in the bike and pool, just cross training. And any athlete knows that being injured will send you to quite a depressed place. Like nobody likes to be there. So I ended up overtraining massively and triggered an autoimmune disorder. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so I, was diagnosed with- <laughs> so I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. Um, my God, like I, I know it was like a couple years now ago that I was diagnosed, but still like it's just, like it was just so bad. Like it wasn't even that bad. Like people adopt like, We'll get blood tests that tell them they have leukemia. So I am so grateful for my health and for the health of all my family and friends. But like just like what that autoimmune disorder did to like my mental health, like I would just, I don't know. I did no, not- I, I agree though, but I fully understand what you're saying. Like it's always good to be grateful that we have a good life, but don't discredit what you've gone through because I like, yes, someone always has it worse, but that doesn't mean you didn't go through a really, really, massive trauma um that I think it's really good to talk about the fact that as well you overtrained yourself into that so 
people think like, oh, just train really hard, like always push, you know, how you see those quotes where it's like, you know, get up and train, like push yourself. Like, no, you have to do all that stuff. Yeah. That's wrong. Like I did that and it made my body literally break down and attack itself. So that's just not the way to train. Um, Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So after like with the autoimmune disorder, like I was, as you know, like I was training before we knew that anything was wrong um, and training with my body like that kind of stuffed up my heart. And, you know, you don't really want anything wrong with your heart. That's kind of important. You want to look after that one. Um, so then I had to take like, <laughs> had to take quite a few months off doing anything because I couldn't elevate my heart rate. Um, was on heaps of medication that had a lot of unpleasant side effects. And like, remember I was telling you like I was having the same nightmare like over and over yeah. again. And then I like yeah. asked the doctor about it and they were like, oh yeah, that's just the medication. I was like, bro, did you not want to tell me that? Like I was having the same nightmare about, it uh, doesn't even matter, but it was just weird stuff that the medication was doing. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. And so I was on that for like 18 months. Um, and then so by the time I was off that and finally back into training, I was starting to like get back into shape and starting to, um, you know, make progress with running and being able to do 400 meter training again. Um, did a couple races and fractured my tibia. <laughs> and here we are, you know, months later, my tibia didn't heal, got another scan, had to take another six weeks off. And that's brought me to now. Can I just say being part of your life through all of this, that was the most like laid back version of what happened. <laughs> like that was definitely downplaying everything that happened. You could have, you could have definitely um, like, <laughs> I think I can't think of the word, but like, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, like it was- I mean, it's yeah. Like, like with- I don't really like. Obviously, I know it's like good to talk about stuff, but I don't really want to like, overthink it because then I'm just gonna like get sad again. No, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to talk with me on this episode and then be like, "Well, I'm actually kind of depressed now. I'm gonna be no, thinking like, about that." And not even that. I just, I, and I'm glad it's in the past. And obviously, I've been in remission with my Graves disease for um, like ten months now. Um, I just feel sad and like sorry for like my 17 year old self that like I had to go through that. Like I was just like, my mental health was just so bad and like, I was just so sad and like, I was just isolating myself from like everyone. And like, I not cause I, cause I was cause unable to run and stuff, but just like the medication was just so full on. And, but yeah, Yeah. at the same time, like I know, like I count my blessings and I know it could have been so much worse and I was able to recover. So how you good know, is that? I remember the amount of times at the track we'd talk about, are you going to have to get like surgery or be on like radioactive iodine for the rest of your life? Because there's only like a 10% chance of recovering and you literally yeah, recovered. 20. There was Funny. only, there's only like after that 18 months of medication, only 20 months, only 20% chance of it working. And I was in that 20% like that, you know, I will, I'm so like, how you imagine. I know, you I'm so happy. Like I would have had to get a freaking organ. Rem- Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I would have had to get an organ removed if that like didn't work, and that would have just caused so many problems like for my whole life. So, forever grateful that my body, 
um, wanted to heal and looked after yeah. itself. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know you, I was saying how you downplayed what happened, but um, like you literally went to hospital in an ambulance because your heart rate got so high at one point. Didn't that um, happen? I didn't end up going in the ambulance. I always make a joke about it with my parents. Like they wanted to call me one. And the one time I could have crossed it off on my bucket list without actually dying. And they were like, no, it'll be quicker if we drive her ourselves. Like, no, put me in the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like a story. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. Like I had the blood, like I went to the doctors that morning, like the special specialist. And I was telling her, like we knew that I had Graves' disease at that stage. And I was telling her about the heart pain I was getting. And she was like, oh, okay, we just need to test you for something else. It's not going to be positive. Like you're not going to have it. You're 17 years old. Like if you have it, it's called troponin. They were like, it would have meant you would have had like a heart attack and obviously you have it. So I was like, sweet, it's fine. I, you know, don't need to worry about it. And then that afternoon I was leaving Rebel and my mom got the phone call and they like, I came back positive for troponin. And Wait, then I had to go to hospital. had a heart attack? I didn't have like a full-on heart attack, but that pain I was getting, yeah, was the onset of a heart attack. That's crazy. Kind of thing. Well, not like, that sounds so dramatic. I was like, completely fine jake's not really but but like it's not dramatic at all because like people have heart attacks and don't know they've had heart attacks yeah like yeah it's my heart being like when i was trying to train like my heart just not coping yeah and starting to like shut down a bit i guess i don't really know this is romantic yeah no to keep going sorry like i remember like leaving rebel at miranda westfield and going down those elevators and my mum was like ella and she was like obviously trying to keep her emotions together and I was with my younger brother and I was like and mum was like Ella um the test came back positive and obviously that's a bad thing but my younger brother (gasps) oh Oscar (laughs) it was Ollie he was like oh and he started celebrating he was like Ella that's fantastic (laughs) yeah I think that's the only time I've like punched my brother and told him to f off without getting in trouble I was going to say, that's definitely not the only time you've punched your brother, but I was like, oh, without getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because mom was like, yeah, she obviously that's felt. so like, bad. Wow. Oh, oh, that's yeah, kind of so, really innocent though. That was like so bad. And then, yeah, so we went straight to hospital and the worst part about it was for like 24 hours, they just weren't sure what was going on with my heart. Like, obviously I had to take like t- a lot of time off for that. I being able to elevate my heart rate, but they were worried I'd like damaged my heart. And that's the scariest part about it, I think. Like those 24 hours when I was like in hospital getting all the tests and not knowing if I, if I was ever going to be able to like run again and stuff. Yeah, that would have been just traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was I, yeah. <laughs> just terrifying. But, I remember yeah. like thinking back on this time, we used to do those, I don't know what was wrong with us, 3K warm-up runs. And we, were just, we were just mentally ill. <laughs> like we mentally were just ill, like we have to just train 100% of the time. And yeah. Do you remember? We were doing like three, four Ks before training, before yeah. warm up. Like we were just not, I don't we know. Warm up run in bunny ears and just run like 3K. And I remember because you didn't know you had your heart problem and your heart rate was so high and you were like, I'm just so unfit. And you just kept saying. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, like, Ella, you're literally not unfit. Your Garmin is just wrong. Your watch is wrong. And then it turns yeah. out, no, she had a health um, condition, a like heart condition. jogging and my heart was getting to like 220. And I was like, damn, I'm so unfit. And you're like, <laughs> no. And you're like, no, your watch is just wrong. But yeah. I was like, Ella, that's just... not unfit. That's impossible to have a heart rate of 220. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember your heart rate got above 220, which is not technically possible. Like, yeah. if you don't yeah, have a heart condition. Well, when I was in hospital, like, completely laying still, like, in the bed, like, no 
movement it was like at like 100 like 105 like my resting heart rate as a fit like 17 year old like that's just you know not good and then that time you ran um cross country and you were like getting that heart pain and everyone was like stop being unfit and you would like no my pain my heart (laughs) I know that was I'm like that was so bad because that was a relay like I was the second leg in a obviously I didn't know there was something wrong with me and I was meant to run 4k and I couldn't like my heart was just shutting down and I couldn't breathe and oh that's so the most painful thing I've like ever experienced and I just was like you know I just felt bad like the rest of my teammates would have been like who is this unfit person who can't run but I was just you know do you know what's crazy if you were like really dramatic and you were like you just like collapsed and were like my heart hurts and you went to hospital they would have been like oh wow there's a problem like it wouldn't have been like (laughs) oh, this girl just sucks. Like they would have actually been like, oh, okay. I know. I joke about this with mom, like after that race and being like, mom, something's like not right. And her, she feels so bad about it now. She'll like, she at the time was like kind of dismissing it. She was like, remember Jacinta and my parents were like, it's a stitch. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, I know what a stitch is. This isn't yeah. a stitch. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like I don't know if she told me but someone was like yeah Ella got a really bad stitch and couldn't do the like relay and I was like that's that sounds- was Hayley's dad I just remember being, yeah I remember being like that sounds like the least Ella thing I've ever heard <laughs> ever like that's that's not what happened like that can't yeah. be because like and Ella would if Ella got like a really bad stitch she would just cop it and deal with it like- exactly yeah and that's what I was like I just felt bad about letting everyone else down because I know it would have just looked like I'd had a stitch and I was being soft so I like kept running but you oh, know yeah but it was your heart <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ella it's so funny though looking back now yeah not, at least we can look I mean what you're either gonna laugh or cry about it so you may as well exactly. laugh about it exactly you may as well laugh yeah the next questions I was gonna ask was how did you like respond and cope with your injury but we kind of talked about all of that and so I wanted to ask how has your experience with like injury, but illness as well, how has it shaped you as a person and an athlete? And what do you think it's like you've learned or it's taught you through this experience? Um, yeah, well, I am just a completely different person to what I was a few years ago before I got like sick and stuff. Um, it has made me like, not even just like the, like the grave disease, but even this like stress fracture at the moment, like it's just made me so much more, um, I know determined is just cliche like it's made me more sure of myself and made me want to work harder but it has like I haven't like I didn't stick that out and I didn't you know like keep pushing through all that just to give up now like I'm gonna see it through you know like I know that sounds so bad and so um I don't know what the word is but like and I'm not a confident person like you know that like I'm not I'm not like I struggle a lot with self-confidence, but I just like know that if I could get through that, then I'm going to be able to get through whatever comes next, I guess. That's no, that is so true. Now that you say that, I remember all throughout, like, I don't want to say growing up, but like when I was like a teen and you were a younger teen, I remember always trying to be like, Ella you have to believe in yourself like because you would never believe in yourself and then I bought you that ring that said believe and you used to never believe in yourself and I fully like now that you reflect on it I can so see now that you actually have more faith in yourself as well now that you know you've you know you can go through something that difficult and still be still be hanging in there yeah 
I like, love I still cringe. Yeah, I still cringe over like saying like something that difficult. Like it's not that difficult. Like I'm fine. I've got so many blessings in life. Like my family, my friends are amazing. It's like it, I haven't like, you know, been through anything bad. It's just that like I think you definitely discredit yourself. Like you've you've come through yeah. like you've shown a lot of resilience and strength, not only, you know getting through that but also not giving up on your sport like so many people would have been like oh like I keep getting injured and I keep getting sick why why am I going to keep trying when this sport keeps dealing me this yeah but you've stuck and, in there yeah like don't get me wrong like, like I have moments like that all the time like I called you a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was when I had when I found out my stress fracture didn't heal and I was just like I wish I wasn't so attached to this sport because I feel like I would be so much like yeah. life would be so much more simple if I wasn't so reliant on like not reliant but just um like if it didn't matter so much yeah if if so like important. it didn't matter so much to me like I would have you know the last few years of my life would have been so much less more straightforward and less like complicated I guess I don't know yeah. But I think um, that's what shows your mental resilience, the fact that it does hurt you mentally, but you still stay at your sport. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like everything, what you're saying about the question, like how has it changed me, it's just made me a lot more hardworking and more driven, I guess, to achieve my goals. You're already one of the most hardworking people, so. Mm, I mean, <laughs> no. thanks. <but> no. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> even kidding. at training, like, back in the day like when I was at school I remember we would always be like we have to die every session like we yeah. have to push really hard so it yeah. was not, not like you weren't really hard working before yeah I would never say that I was a soft person like even like from when I was young like you know do if you're if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it to my best um but I mean when I say hard working now I mean like all the stuff behind the scene like showing up to training and giving it your all that's the easy part it's the hard stuff is going home and like dealing with like the mental stresses and dealing with trying to stay motivated when things are going bad like that's I think where I've become more hardworking. yeah Mm -hmm. just more like tough yeah yeah Yeah. stronger I guess I don't know yeah um physically dealing with injury when it comes to like cross training when obviously when you had your you know, like heart condition, you couldn't really train. But when you're injured, um, when it's like a bone or a ligament injury, what kind of training do you do? Um, not overtraining, but um, what <laughs> cross training do you do when you're injured? Um, so a lot in the gym, like working on like upper body strength and stuff. Um, I, as much as I hate to say, it, like a lot on the bike. I I don't know a single person that likes bike. Bike is just the devil. That's so true. Um, I actually don't know anybody who doesn't hate bike. I know. Like, and it's not even just a slight dislike. Everybody hates bike with an intense passion. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I hate it so much. Um. Anyway, so a lot on the bike, a lot in the, like, swimming, like, in the ocean or in the pool. Lockdown has made that hard, obviously. I haven't been able to go to the pool, so I've been swimming in the ocean. Very brave um, in winter. Um, it's right. I wear one of those like spring suits, you know, those like half wetsuits because yeah, yeah. otherwise I'd actually get hypothermia. Um, and like on the rower and just doing circuits and stuff, just other ways to get your heart rate up and maintain your fitness to like as best you can. Yeah. What about, um, do you have any things that you do outside of like training for when you're injured? Like anything like that, that 
you do to deal with an injury that someone else that might have an injury might be like, oh. Um, yeah, so like I definitely would set goals that I normally wouldn't focus on, like for example, flexibility and yoga. Um, like when I was when I came out of hospital, I remember I started doing yoga, like just different things that I normally wouldn't have time for or wouldn't consider when I have a full training load. Um, I don't know, like I would just set goals elsewhere. Like instead of trying to run a certain time, I would try and bench a certain weight, you know? Yeah. Is that like kind of a, I was going to say, do you have any advice for someone who might be dealing with an injury now, like to help them get through that period? Look, if you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way to make it happen. And if, if it doesn't mean that much to you, then like, that's okay. And you just, and you're happy to like, let this world go because injuries can be so hard. They can just send you to such a dark place. And, you know, like some, like sport is brutal. Sometimes it doesn't always get better or it doesn't get better for a really long time. So if you don't want to continually put yourself through that hard place, like that's completely fine. But if you do want to, and you know, that's what sport you're doing is for you, then you just got to believe that it's going to be worth it. And you're going to look back on that time and be so proud of yourself and how far you've come. And it's just going to be so much sweeter when you do get those awards. I like that. Very, very wise words. Um, when you were saying that, I was like, you are Jacinta's athlete. <laughs> Literally. I, I feel like Jacinta has just like. She um, shaped a lot of how both of us are, I reckon. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, we just echo what she says. Like She's yeah. kind of impressioned our brains <laughs> I don't yeah, know I'm very glad for it imagine if we'd like gone to some like another coach who might we yeah, <laughs> yeah. no yeah we're so lucky to have her like yeah. just all her values and what she teaches and what she believes in is just so um important I think yeah no I agree very good to a new group of like athletes to have that mindset yeah all right we're gonna get into a bunch of racing questions Okay. Do you have any pre-race rituals? Um, so I haven't really raced properly in quite a long time, but um, when this I like can just work- be sorry, I was going to say like it, this can just be like reminiscing on what you used to do because it yeah. might change. Um, like always, like my head was something always important to me. Like I. I can, even from when I was like eight years old playing netball, I can remember my auntie and I'd go over to her house every Friday night to have her braid my hair. And she'd say like, if you look good, you feel good, you play good. You know, like I <laughs> my hair always had to be on point. <laughs> um, so yeah, like my hair, I was always made sure it was good. I was never very superstitious with like special socks or a special bracelet or special rings. Like I never really had anything like that. Um, not really. Yeah. Like some people get really bogged down in having like a specific routine. I just did what I felt like was right on the day. Like if I felt like having this for breakfast and that's what I'd eat, or if I felt like that and that's what I'd have. And I always made sure I drank heaps of water and did all my recovery and ice baths and all that. But yeah, that's really healthy. Like it's so good to not have that external thing that you rely on to make you feel better like I'm wearing my good race undies like no like you're going to be in a situation where they're in the wash you gotta yeah Yeah. I've never really yeah I kind of think that people who become too reliant on superstitious stuff like that kind of just set themselves up for failure one day they're just (laughs) not dealing with their nerves correctly and then yeah it's just not healthy it's kind of like an escape to deal with something and yeah that's just not sustainable Hmm. What was your favorite? Like, I know I'm saying in the past because it might 
be different now, but at the time when you were like racing and had good season of health, um, what was your favorite or maybe your go-to pre-race or maybe even pre-training like snack or meal? Uh, oh God. Like, <laughs> do you remember what you had for lunch on your nationals? Day? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea, but <laughs> when I was last competing and competing consistently and regularly, like I just knew nothing in comparison to what I know now about food and diet. Like, yeah. you know, like I was like, I, I just, that just wasn't a part of it. Like diet, I just didn't really think about it. Um, so I'm sure it wasn't, wouldn't have been anything too snazzy. Um, I can tell you for sure that normally after every race on the way home, I'd stop and get like a slushy or something, <laughs> which is so ungood, but. Well, that's I'm the whole good. point of post-race, you know, yeah. balance. Yeah. Like I would, yeah. Like good mems. Like I always coming home from homebush with mom and go through, I don't even know what Macca's it would have been, but <laughs> I'd drive through Macca's slushy on the way home after a 400 it was a pretty good way to end the day. Um, but before the race, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Mustn't have been very important to me. Well, my next question was actually, what's your favorite post-race treat or thing to do? Um, well, post-race treat, I think you could guess, um, <laughs> which is my obsession with caramel slices. <laughs> I actually was going to guess, this is so stupid, but I was going to guess lasagna just because I'm sure that's what you had the night you won nationals. That is my. That is normally my pre-race like the night before I have a race, lasagna, A, because oh, right, right, people yeah. just always say have carbs, whatever, whatever. But like, cause lasagna is like my favorite dinner. I, you know, yeah. when I have my favorite foods the night before a big race. Um, but when I was competing, I had a rule that like, whenever I PB'd, I'd let, I'd, I'd treat myself to a caramel slice. <laughs> I remember so, that rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that obviously got I haven't followed that rule because I haven't PB'd in so many years. <laughs> <laughs> I not had a caramel slice in the last couple of years. <laughs> um, so I know 400 you love and it's your event, but what is your favourite event to compete in? The answer might be 400, but just as a favourite, like a fun event, do you have yeah, another I, one maybe? Yeah, I absolutely love running 200s. I think they're so much fun and because um, – it's only half the distance of what we're used to. Like they're so easy. Um, Mentally, it's like the fun, yeah. most fun thing. It's fun. Like 400s, obviously I love them, but I get very nervous beforehand. 200s, I don't get nervous at all. And I'm just so excited to like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I really, really enjoy racing 200s. Um, the next question might be, if that might have answered it but if you could compete in any other track and field event what would you specialize in or like have a go in even if you're not that good at it now what looks most fun to you oh it's like I was saying before like even if I had enough raw speed to be a short sprinter I think I would still rather be a 400 runner like I, I like I'm obviously biased but I do think it's the best event in track and field um like I think yeah like I was saying it, it's just like it combines so many of the good aspects and it's the most rewarding and it's the most fun to watch. And I don't know, I'm like, I do the event that I want to do. Like I'm not forced into an event, you know? Yeah. That's a, that at least, you know, you're in the best event for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad that the event I think I'm best at is the event right, that I want best to do. At, yeah. 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 No, I, yeah. Um, what is your favorite? I know you said you haven't traveled much, but um, to compete, what's your favorite event or track that you've competed at? Um, well, I haven't really competed at that many. 
like I've like obviously all the ones like around Sydney I've been at I've been to Canberra a couple times I've never raced well in Canberra though well to be fair this year when I went like I'm sure my tibia was fractured at the time and I just didn't know (laughs) it was Um, definitely fractured (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I like I didn't race very well then um and the other time I raced in Canberra I don't know I just I didn't go badly I just didn't run like anything special yeah um I just have to say Homebush, like just so many memories there. Yeah. Like just so, so many memories, like even through school sport, you know. Oh, I should have mentioned this before, my favourite memories, but um, Blacktown, that's, you know, always going to have some, like a funny place in my heart with that loud bang in the snake yeah. grass. One of my, like when I think of like favourite memories, like Blacktown State Realize is definitely yeah, up I there sh- for me, always comes up in my head. I should have mentioned that before. I forgot about it until just now, but that's that was definitely one of my favorite memories. I you know, like- there was like there's literal snakes there. Like my brother trains at one. Like we need there. to tell the story so it makes sense. Okay. But yeah, do you want to do the honors or do you want me to? I feel like we both remember it differently. I think I agree with that statement. Yeah, okay, you go first. <laughs> okay, I remember a lot. Like, I won't go into the whole story, but basically, we were all mucking around in the bush between events, and not including like us going on a little hike and finding this little piece of <laughs> land that we're like, oh my god, it's a set from Lost. <laughs> and we're just like singing like bangers, like belting out High School Musical on the way back. And then we're in this like really long grass and I'm that person that always just screams when I don't know if it was the bang that made me scream, but there was like a loud bang on like a shed, just like in the bush. And I like screamed, but no, we all scream and no, actually. Uh. Hey, I, I'm taking over because you're doing a bad job. <laughs> wait, wait, let me just get to the bit that I think I know properly. There was okay. like a bang and we all ran and then we were in this really long grass and I started screaming because I the first thing in my head was like, we ran straight into like the snake grass. It's like long grass is hundred percent snakes here. And because I started screaming, like Tamia started screaming, then Keely started screaming, then everyone started screaming. And they were all just like screaming and running through the bush back to the track. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yes. Like I pretty much agree with that statement, but I feel like you weren't the first, man to, first person to scream. Okay. No, that's the only thing I'm definitely sure about. I remember just like screaming. Like we, so we were we were just dumb. I don't know what we were doing out in this wasteland in Blacktown <laughs> that is renowned for having snakes in this like hip height grass. Like I don't even know what we were doing in between events as well. We still had races to do in the afternoon. Like we would never do that now, but anyway, it was fun. <laughs> I know. Like I wish we were that careless now. Like yeah, sometimes no, it's to be so like chill about things. And yeah, it was like a gunshot in that tin shed. Like there was a tin shed and it sounded like a gunshot and we all just panicked and started sprinting and we just like screaming and just ran through this grass and didn't like you fall over or Haley fell over? I Someone fell over. It makes me so sad that like we don't have a video of this happening. I know. Remember you were climbing under the train track? Yeah, I remember well? that. And, and then I like, made that the- meme and it was like, Gregory, yeah. you're the oldest, you're the like, be responsible and then I was like me it's like me yes I know the one you're talking about that is very <laughs> oh god good times okay. um continuing with the questions do you have um any like like do you what goes through your head or do you have like a self-talk that you like go through before a race okay so before I ever got injured like years ago like in 2018 when I was like running good and stuff 2017 I didn't like have like a rehearsed 
phrase or anything that I would repeat to myself or you know how some people will have like a mantra that they'll see on the start line I didn't really have anything like that I would just you know be confident in the fact that I've done everything I could to like prepare as best I could so I'll just you know be on the starting line and be like okay whatever happens like it's the way it was meant to be I've done everything possible so whatever happens I can be happy with it like no regrets type of thing yeah um that was very different to the few races I did at the start of this year. Like, I'm not sure if you remember, like when I did start racing 400s again this year, mm-hmm. like remember how bad I was running? But even before I would have had a fractured tibia, like I was just a nervous, like anxious wreck before races. Um, and I think right. that's just because like, because I'd just come from an autoimmune disorder, like in my head, instead of being like, I've done everything possible. I've worked hard in my head. I was like, 12 months ago my heart wasn't working how am I meant to get around this track right now you know so I have made it a personal goal that by the time I am able to run and compete to have like my pre-race anxiety I guess in check so I don't like go through all this just to psych myself out before the gun yeah no I remember you would do a race and then I would be like, or we would all be like, oh, you know, you're running way quicker at training. Yeah. And then you would be like, I know, but I just get on the line and I think I, I haven't done enough and that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm you just- can remember like you also did really good races and times before you'd ever trained. So don't be like, oh, I haven't had enough years of training healthily. I'm not going to run fast. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I would take like before races, I would take confidence in knowing that like my preparation had been really good and that I'd worked really hard and that things like I was capable of performing well. But like at the start of this year, logically, like I hadn't, like I had, like I was unwell. I was on medication that was designed to make me run slow. Like that was against my heart cooperating with a good performance, you know? So I was just like, how am I actually meant to run fast when my body is not designed for this right now? But that makes sense as well that that's like I think I'm just like a very logical person like I'm not if I'm going to overthink something it will be like based on a reasonable argument you know how some people would like start thinking crazy things like I'm not going to think anything crazy like I'm going to base my anxiety on something that's (laughs) legit like you know yeah which is hard because like what I just said that was the truth like I was on medication that was designed that wasn't designed for an athlete to be on like how you know yeah, but then by the end of the season, you did prove that you could run a really quick time. Yeah. For yeah. what you've been through. Like, that was really impressive. Yeah, I ran that one good race, but that was at that, by that stage, I did have a fractured tibia. So, yeah, what I could have done. I have a few questions about just like life outside of athletics and just like staying balanced. So, yeah. I know that it's probably something you're still learning because you're quite young as well, but, and even not because you're young, like I'm sure everyone still is, but do you have any? philosophy or tips on how you stay balanced or the importance of being balanced as an athlete um I think the times that I've had to like almost force myself to be more balanced is when I haven't been able to train and stuff properly look ideally when I am healthy and I am training well and I'm competing well I don't like need to do like I don't need to go out and party and I don't need to drink or what like a typical teenager would do and I'm happy seeing my school friends like like every couple weeks or whatever like I don't like a typical person our age right like would I don't know like drink every few weeks or whatever I don't really know 
like when I when things are going well I don't really need to be in touch with that side but when I do get injured and I'm not able to do what I want to do with my time that's when I kind of fall back into what a more maybe standard routine is you know yeah like more not an athlete just like someone yeah yeah like I don't normally drink that much but when I found out that I was injured then I would like let myself be a bit more chill in that regards um yeah like when things are going good I don't things like for me are balanced like I don't need to change anything when I'm running like when I'm running well you know yeah what about um like passions or like hobbies that you like outside of athletics for you know balance in other aspects of life as well um, <laughs> oh god I don't even know like as I'm getting older now though I feel like my only like my main focus is athletics and obviously you need to balance study and stuff like okay I guess the HSC is a good example oh um, god no that's that's not what balance is a lot <laughs> no but I mean like that's a good example of having to try and fit other things into your life other than training yeah like other than that, I've been able to just prioritize training and do other things like on the side, you know, like I've just worked like uni and stuff. I do uni and I just get through, like I'm not intense about it like you are. <laughs> um, I don't want to be, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'm just content, you know. That's good. You know, But I mean, like, I mean, I know that you like to do things like just like baking or like hanging out with going to the beach yeah. and just stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. But all that stuff, like, I don't need to work to fit in. Like, that just comes naturally, you know. Like, I'm like, if I, I have you're really good with balance these days, yeah, you go after the HSE is like a good balance. You've like found yeah. a good place, yeah, it was like the three months. Obviously, the HSE is a traumatic events. Um, but yeah, like those months after it when I wasn't having to study, like, I was just you know getting good sleep, going to the beach a lot, like, getting good sun, like, seeing my friends a lot. Um, like I was training and stuff and by the way if anyone's listening to this like why are these people saying the HSC is traumatic Ella's studied crazily and got a 96.75 wow I'm impressed good job right oh yay I was like saying I was like seven something I'm just gonna go I was like yeah I didn't think I like I thought you would maybe guess like 96 but yeah you actually got 96 I was gonna say 96 point something but then I was like no um (laughs) Just send it, like go through with it. Sorry, my cat's just trying to get out of my room. I'm just going to open my door really quickly. Do you have any like future life goals or anything on your bucket list outside of like athletics, just like just in life, like any any fun yeah. things? Of course I do. <laughs> um, Like I want to travel. Like I love traveling. Um, there's so many parts of the world I want to see. Um, I want to like get married and have a family, raise a family. You know, that's something... I definitely want to do with my life um I've always thought that like when I'm old I want to be one of those like old people that are still like fit and like active like aren't just you know like withering away yeah <laughs> like, no same I want to like run marathons when I'm like 60 <laughs> yeah well like not even that like just like I don't care if I'm crazy um like from a performance perspective, but just like being active, like going for swims on like Saturday, Sunday morning and skiing and just, skiing. you know, like I love skiing. Um, I don't know, I guess just at the end of the day, like, like surely everyone's biggest goal in life is to just be happy and have no regrets. I don't know. I just want to make sure that 
like at no matter like I, I, as long as I'm happy and I'm doing things that I want to be doing with my time I don't think I'm going to have regrets you know that's a really good I th- good advice I I agree yeah like sometimes I think am I just wasting my time like in athletics like you know like I've been injured for so long like I've been pushing through this and haven't gotten any like results from it for so long but you know like it's there's nothing else I would rather be doing with my time so it doesn't really matter if like obviously I want the results to come and I believe they will but like if they don't that's okay because I've like you know you're still loving it and having fun the journey not the destination <laughs> like that stupid quote but like yeah. it's kind of true, I guess like it's, it's a true. stupid quote I really don't like it because it's so cliche but I yeah. hate when cliche things just work you're like I, I'm sorry but I just have I know to- <laughs> like come on like please be more original but yeah. I guess in this case yeah so in terms of life goals yeah just like I want to see athletics do and be proud with how that ends and yeah okay so I'm going to ask you a few faves just like fave and then I'm going to say something and you have to tell me what your fave thing is I know like a lot of things it's hard to pick one thing so for example first thing is like what's your favorite movie if you can't think of like a top one just like something that's in your top five maybe okay okay so first thing is, what's your favorite movie? Um, oh, there's a lot. Uh, Forrest Gump, I love. Obviously, Harry Potter. That's oh, like, you know, love Harry Potter. Forrest Gump, The Breakfast Club. I really like that. You I know, know you how I like feel about that, Club. yeah. I'm going to make you re-watch The Breakfast Club and you were going to like it. Okay. <laughs> like a proper appreciation. But I do love um, Forrest Gump. That's, I think, my favorite movie. Um. And with the Harry Potter movies, do you have like one which is your favorite? Oh God, how could you do this to me? <laughs> oh, like the last one is just so good. Like I the, agree. Like, the Battle of Hogwarts is just—it's—it's it's just you know, it just hits those heartstrings, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's like it, it's a freaking like J.K. Rowling is a legend. Like she's just. Do you know what? I don't oh, even know. I watched this um, video of like Harry Potter conspiracy theories. And there's this one that I can't stop thinking about that it's real and J.K. Rowling's actually Rita Skeeter and she got kicked out of the Wizarding World. So I she have heard that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Do you know what? I was like, I, I know it's, I don't believe it, but at the same time, I'm like, cool. how else would the world be so, like, how could she have created such a good world without it being real? Like, how did she That's come up with that in her head? And like, well yeah. and detailed world. Like, it's so functional. Literally. Like, you, anyways, but I also do love the fourth and fifth one. Um, the Harry Order of the Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah I love Order of the Phoenix um, so Sirius Black also is just like one of my favorite characters so maybe because he's in that one a lot more yeah okay next favorite is what is your favorite song oh um I feel like I'm not that much of like a musical person I don't know but you totally oh, are oh, you literally Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian... oh that's a really good one but you so are I remember the would you rather never taste again or never hear again you just said, I love music too much. I remember you always said, never taste again because I love music too much. Like, obviously, I love music, but, like, everyone Which, like, loves one, music. Yeah. Um, and also, I would, I still stand by that choice because my diet would be so clean if I couldn't taste. Like, the main thing that stops me from eating crazy healthy is the fact that I just cannot get my taste buds to I remember love. I used to get angry at you because I'd be like, no, Ella, healthy food is so delicious. Do you yeah, remember? and I'd be like, <laughs> no a caramel slice is what is delicious okay <laughs> okay well that brings us to the next question and I literally I think I know the answers so the first one's what's your favorite food that is savory okay I guess 
No, I can't get. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll guess first. I was going to say it'll taint what you say, but I'm like, no, you probably know what you're going to say. Yeah. Savory, I was going to guess lasagna. Yes. Good job. Yeah. And the next one's favorite food, sweet. And obviously it's a caramel slice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've had lasagna every birthday from like the time I could choose. I don't remember a birthday without having lasagna. Oh, so good. Um, no, I like it. Now I'm craving it. <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Aubrey. <laughs> That's her dog, by the way. Well, hey, it's not just a dog. Aubrey I is said her thing. dog, not a dog. Okay, well, Aubrey, FYI, is the greatest being in existence and she's well, immortal like until proven otherwise. <laughs> Aubrey is literally the greatest thing. And anyone listening to this, if you have a dog, I'm sure they're cute, but they're just not as good as Aubrey. Sorry. <laughs> I also realize I know your next answer. What's your, to the next one, what's your favorite holiday destination? Yeah, okay, go. It's 100% Silver Star. Oh, yes, good job. Yeah. yeah it is. Um, Silver Star in Canada. Um, is that like, a, just for the people listening, is that a ski resort? Yeah, yeah, it's a ski resort in um, like near Vancouver, I think. Do you know what's um, crazy? I feel just, like, oh, I've like tried to explain put into words to you before I literally feel like I've been there I feel like I've been there (laughs) but I haven't but just from like talking to you and like looking at your videos and yeah it does look magical like don't get me wrong I love like Fiji and like warm places like that but just the snow is just like it's so quiet like it like absorbs sound so it's just so silent and just the beautiful trees like it's literally just something from a fairy tale and it's yeah and also I just just have such amazing memories with my family there who's obviously very important to me my dad especially loves silver star so yeah like when I think of silver star like I think of like him and my family and stuff so yeah and last one what's your favorite book um like I know I said Harry Potter for movies but I do really like the Harry Potter books more than the movies oh yeah 100% I think only like if you're a true fan you will love the books more than the movies yeah yeah agreed um other favorite books oh I really like The Great Gatsby I don't know why I really enjoy that book um like that I would trigger a lot of people who did that for school <laughs> yeah probably and they, I'm sure they'd hate it because of that yeah um but no this book on the tip of, oh The Book Thief The Book Thief oh yeah my mom has been trying to get me to read that for a while I yeah. probably should that I yeah I read that one when I was like quite young so I was like tr- like it's very heavy um yeah, it's, I really like it. Yeah. Okay, there's three questions to finish with, but almost at the end. Um, <laughs> what is the biggest lesson that your sport has taught you? Um, I don't know how to say this without sounding so cheesy and cliche. Um, I don't think there's any way around it, to be honest. Um, but I just, that like if you want something enough then you'll like you'll find a way to make it happen you know um like athletics has taught me so much about myself as a person and it's taught me about the person who I want to be and yeah like if like I like trust myself in that if I have a goal like I'm gonna work and I'm gonna like keep pushing until I accomplish it you know like I have enough trust in myself to make what I want happen like I know that sounds so bad but I I don't know I guess I just have faith in my like determination yeah I don't think that sounds bad I think that sounds 
I don't want to say inspiring to sound more cliche, but it is inspiring. Just even if, if I heard that and I was injured, I would be empowered by that. I think. Yeah. Like I don't have faith in my talent. Like, you know that, like I have no confidence whatsoever in my talent. Like I do not, like, I don't think I'm like, I'm just not a talented athlete, but like, I think I, like I work, like I tr- I'll train hard. Like I'll train my way to results. Like I'm not naturally gifted. Like a lot of people are, but I will just, like, you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. I agree, but I also don't agree because you do have some some type of talent to be able to do what you can do as well. Um, I mean, yes. Like I like I think like I like I'm obviously not. A but I know what you mean though. You're it's like you know those people who just like you know they ran a world junior qualifier, so they're like, oh, maybe I should do this sport. Like they're just like prodigies, like Sally Pearson. Yeah. Like she was just like. Yeah amazing without even just in our own training squad like there's people that are like oh very yeah gifted. yeah some of the um, young high schoolers in early high school that just like yeah. will rock up to training every like a couple of times a week and then they'll win nationals yeah yeah like I like like I'm not one of those athletes but yeah I think I just like I have trust in myself that if I want and if I want athletics to work and I want to like achieve my goals that yeah I'll work until I do yeah um if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you say to her I wish like I think about this like every now and then I just wish so much that I could go back to like my 15 16 17 year old self and just like give her a hug and just say that like you're like you know like I like you like I'm sure you remember like when I like, I just had no confidence. Like, I was just so convinced that I don't even know how to say it, but I just wish I could go back and tell myself that, like, I, like, you know, that I was going to be okay and that, I don't know. I you know like what maybe, I'm trying to say? I feel like, I don't know if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe, I feel bad to say this because I don't know if this is what you mean, but I feel like you didn't have much self-worth when you were younger. And, like, you need to go back and tell her, like, yeah. you are worthy. Like, you don't need to be this to be worthy. Like, you already are. Yeah. Okay, so we're back. Um, we had a bit of technical issues, but Sorry, we're on the last, <laughs> yeah, we're on the last um, couple of questions. So we were just talking, the last question we talked about was when I asked um, the one piece of advice you would give a younger Ella. And we were talking about a bit about self-worth. Yeah, like, I kind of just wish I could, you know, in terms like my 15 year 16 17 year old self just to just you know not stress about things like it's gonna be fine and you know just have a bit more belief and confidence in myself because yeah I think I was lacking that a little bit at the time but yeah I think maybe um an older Ella could tell her 19 year old self as well (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) no no it's fine I definitely am like a lot more like confident in myself now even not even just in athletics in like social situations as well like I'm less shy now and stuff yeah used to be kind of quiet I guess I feel like this actually brings me on to the thing that you said I should talk about when (laughs) we did first meet you were a lot more shy um yeah but (laughs) I feel so bad to bring myself up but um no (laughs) this is a funny funny story what was your first impression of me when you joined our training squad this I've like heard this makes me laugh (laughs) I've seen like memes and quotes before about like 
you like you're not best friends unless you started off thinking the other one was a bitch or something like that (laughs) (laughs) and obviously like I never thought you were a bitch but I was like hella intimidated by you like when we first met I think because well are you like three years older than me um and that's like not like a lot but I don't know at the time I just felt like I was a lot younger and you were so good at athletics like I've said this to you before like the first time I trained with you and you were like telling me about like your results at nationals or whatever and I went home to my dad I was like dad oh my god like my training partner came seventh at nationals like oh my god like I was just you know like I was just intimidated I guess and like you were just so good and like so nice and yeah this is so funny (laughs) I'm sorry but this is like it's kind of showing how like you didn't know much about the sport then because now you're like oh seventh in 400 meter hurdles that's not that good (laughs) that is very very good but like I was just yeah like I was just like so new to the sport and I had no idea what was really going on like I'd done little A's but that doesn't really like count you know um but yeah like and also I'd seen you and Haley at the track training and I didn't know who you were, but I knew who Haley was through little A's. And at the time, Haley was a lot faster than me and you were like a lot faster than Haley. So I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like that girl must be like amazing because she's smashing Haley and Haley smashes me. So like, I just like built up the idea that like you were just like freaking like Wonder Woman on the track. And now you're like, lol jokes. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um like you know what's so true about what you said like when when you started in our squad I think you were 14 and I was 16 but almost 17 yeah like at the time like two years and it was almost three isn't much but at the time like when you're 14 a 16 year old is like a fucking grown-up to you yeah yeah like I was just like I just I changed so like my like who I was like my personality just changed so much over the year, those years like I was just a completely oh yeah person. the person you are in year eight is not who you are when you're older and that's a very good thing I'm just very glad that that changes like I think that's universal though I feel like everybody changes from who they are in year eight yeah like, I mean who you are in year eight you look back on and you're like I hate that's who I was but at least like yeah. we we grow out of that yeah exactly yeah yeah it's yeah. just like the most <laughs> awkward age in the world of everything like even the year eights yeah. in our squad and the year nines in our squad now, I look back and I'm like, oh, like we were all that age. I know. I know. It's, I just, I'm, you know, just had to accept everybody cringes over their younger self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, it's just part of it. <laughs> I love it though. Like it's, it's kind of fun to just remember like, oh, me and Livy, my friend from primary, we just like had like a long talk the other day about like um, how, what we were like when we were 12 and we're like, oh, thank God that's not what we're like now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the last question. I don't know if you've had time to think about this one. Do you have a favorite quote or motto that you live by? Um, so there's kind of two that I like a lot. The first one, I guess, is kind of um not surprising, but it's one of the Harry Potter ones. <laughs> I knew it. It's Dumbledore's one, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I am not surprised like that you know the quote I'm talking about. It's I'll get the phrasing wrong, but like happiness can be found in even the darkest of times if anyone remembers to turn on the light. That's I think the one. That's the right phrasing. Yeah. 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 Um oh, like I don't know, it's just it's just rings like true of so many like good traits and qualities to like have in a person, you know, just being positive and That's optimistic a good, and, it's a good quote for you as well like you went through some really dark times but you stayed um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just really that, like, happiness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, like I just think it's good. And there's also another one. It's so random, but I can remember seeing it on my year six classroom wall, and it's something along the lines of like, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Like I feel like I'm kind of like an all in or nothing type person. Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it properly. You know. Like with the hate to see, like I was, I was never going to do that half-hearted. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or if I know what you mean. That's a perfect example. Like, hey, just say you were like, go hard or go home. Uni, you're like, go exactly. home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even just like on a night out, like go hard or go home. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I just feel like, yeah, in a lot of aspects of my life, I'm very like, I love, you know, do it at 100% or it's not worth doing at all. I I feel like I'm very similar with that but the bad thing is like I can't just not do it at all like I'll be like just do it 100% and then I'll be like just do this but don't do it 100% and I'll be like I can't not do it 100% and then yeah "Ah." I feel like you like aren't good at balancing what isn't worth all of your effort and commitment you know like I feel like every part of your life you're like no this has to be perfect whereas I'm kind of getting better at being like you know what no that is allowed to be not amazing you know? yes and you're like no athletics isn't one of my it's it is, is it a priority but uni is isn't a priority like you have like you know where you want to put your eggs in exactly. and I'm like yeah. I know where I want to put my eggs in but I just can't help myself from putting them everywhere and then they crack <laughs> Actually, you know, is one of our biggest differences like I think we are very very similar people but I, I'm better at like drawing the line to like when to like stop burning myself out sometimes no <laughs> like yeah you know, like with your hate like, obviously, like, I am not always like that. But in terms of, like, you know, this last year for you, you've been, like, so full on and busy and hectic. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just, like, not, don't take that approach with uni and stuff. And I don't Which know. Good. It worked out better. I'm trying to be, like, more like that. Oh, there's there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Like, you, like, you've, like, been so, like, I don't know what the word is, but, like, accomplished at, like, a young age, you know? Um. Very, anyways. um. What's a what's a word for that? It starts with an R. No, maybe it doesn't start with an R, but it's like different for everyone. No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Either. I know that was my last question, but this is so random, and you can just be like, "No, nah, I'm not bothered to keep talking." But I was wondering if you want. <laughs> There's this story that I really love, and I know you have a lot of really good stories, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like this would be a fun story to share. I mean, it's yeah. not fun for you, but. <laughs> that's okay earlier this year when you had acupuncture into your stress fracture <laughs> oh that's like what the hell I was... can't believe that happened like I like I have no I don't get acupuncture like I don't know how it works that is a funny story though like okay, do you want to share it? It? yeah last yeah, so... thing for the podcast is beautiful story by Ella Randazzo <laughs> oh my god like it was anyways so I had been getting pain in my shin and we didn't really know what was going on and it wasn't going away and I was doing everything right like I was reducing my load of the track I was massaging and icing blah 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 and Jacinda was like oh maybe try go get acupuncture and I was like okay like I'll dry needling and I was like okay like I've had acupuncture heaps of times before I'm not the best with needles but you know like I can suck them up it's fine um and they I went to this place I'd never been before you were there, weren't you? But then you left. Yeah. Was it me and Haley or just me? And we were getting like a foot massage. Yeah. It was just us after like Miranda. Like we had a session at Miranda Park, I think. Oh yeah. And then we went and we were getting a foot massage and you were asking about, um, do you do dry needling? 
Yeah. Yeah. As uh, we, you were there at the start and then I, you left. Yeah. yeah I was there at the start because yeah. I remember then you texted me after telling me what happens and I was like, what? I know. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So they were like, they were just going to put in two needles, one kind of at the site of like the pain and then like one lower down anyway so they put the first one in and I was like you know what like not the best feeling but it was fine as soon as they put the second one in it was like a line between like connecting the two needles that just like exploded with pressure and pain it was so bad and just I don't get it like I don't understand the science behind it I don't know why that happens um like maybe they got a nerve I I don't know but the pain was just insane like the most painful thing I've ever had in my life was when like my heart was, you know, not working. That was very painful, but this is probably the second most painful thing. And it just kept building and building. And then eventually like 10 minutes later, I was like worried I was going to faint or vomit in their store from the pain. And I was like, I'm sorry. Wait, like, wait how many minutes out. did you and say? I think I lasted maybe like just under 10 minutes. That's a lot for that a level of pain. Yeah, it was like, I was like forcing myself to like, keep it together and they were like offering me water and jelly beans because I must have been looking like Shrek like I was probably green <laughs> um and and I was like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna vomit like you need to take these out and they took it out and I I, I think I came back to pay like I don't think I paid I literally just like ran to the bathroom and just like vomited because I I don't even I don't get why that works but like I, it was just so painful that it made me nauseous you know um yeah but I mean it worked my leg felt heaps better after that <laughs> But, like, not really because it just numbed the pain because you still had a fractured tibia. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the next next few days, my, like, the tibia hurt less. Obviously, at the time, we didn't know it was just a fracture. Like, God. Anyways. Apparently, you need to heal a fracture. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I just can't get over the fact that the pain was so bad that you threw up in the, like, Westfield bathroom. Like, the fact that you imagine. Yeah. Imagine if I was stubborn and I didn't and I just like kept going and I ended up like throwing up in the chair. That like, would have been hilarious. Like, no, like I, like I, like I'm, can be kind of stubborn like that. Like I could have just like kept going with the pain, but I was obviously didn't want to vomit in their little massage store. But yeah, how, like how bad is that? That's just like not healthy, surely. I've never but like had like copped pain so hard that it's made me throw up. That's crazy. Oh, I can't even remember. We've had like a lot of funny stories together. Like even just when we went yeah. camping, the Easter show, literally so many, we've been through so much together. What the actual hell? I love how you just said what the actual hell. Like, I, was just have, like, I know. I feel it? like we have a bond that like, like it's very special now. Like even just like, I know this is so like not great, but like the mental health stuff that we've gone through together, <laughs> it just like literally. makes you like understand each other so much more. Yeah. Oh, like we've just, we've been there for each other at our absolute lowest points and at like our highest points. So this makes me so excited for when we can train together again when lockdown ends. I know when you're able to leave your LGA and I can actually run, like it's going to be, it's going to be lit. It's going to be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast, Ella. It was really fun to talk to you and we should definitely do another podcast one day again. Thank you for having me on here. And it's been fun and I hope that what I said hasn't been like too heavy or intense like I feel like I've sounded like a just weirdo on this podcast like I promise I'm a normal person (laughs) um but yeah thank you for having me on here (laughs) do you have um any like place where people can find you on like social media or anything (laughs) 
<laughs> feel like I'm like on your Instagram quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, find Ella so on my Instagram tag. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Ella. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you did like this podcast, um, please rate it on, I don't know if, it, if it's Apple or Google podcast. I honestly don't really know how podcasts work, but share it with your friends. And I hope you join me in the next episode. Bye.